The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Cloaked in secrecy, they show up without warning. State their business, then vanish as quickly as they appear. Are you ready for the sex girls? Not that I believe in it, but mm-hmm. I can see that. But I, these guys are dumb freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. Yeah, that's him. You know that's from a dancer, red to it, fix it, comedy, tubing, and dinner and blitz it. Yeah. Do you recall what's that? The most famous reindeer of all. Come on. My grandmother used to listen to this song when I was a little kid. She loved DMX. This isn't a copyright infringement already. That's okay. So DMX has a copyright infringe. Yeah, it's it's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Right? Yeah. DMX. Y'all y'all about to lose your nose up now. Up, up. What are you trying to do? Up in here? Up up in here. Oh, Dave, that's as bad as the clip I just played. Guy mm. <laughs> said biatch. We're watching a stand-up <laughs> comedy clip. We won't name names. But he's like, ah, they're all gangsters now. Oh, the kids are gangsters. Hey, get off my lawn, biatch. Biatch. It's, what are uh, you doing? Biatch. Is there anything touch, more... Out of touch comedy. Is there anything more cringeworthy than... The hack comic doing the hack the oh yeah do, uh, doing st- some street lingo yes yeah. I mean I have been saying uh, dope a lot lately I'm just new to it and I like it and I say it with sincerity I, I, exactly I I mean I think you know a certain amount of that bleeds over into mainstream and popular culture but when when a comic is trying to make a point and using a word like biatch uh, in his mind mm-hmm. ironically. It's bad. It's bad comedy. Ugh. It's bad comedy. Merry Christmas, everybody! Yeah, this is the Christmas. <clears throat> I'm starting to sound like DMX. Yeah, my my, my my voice. This is the Christmas episode. It's how many days till Christmas? Since we're recording this, we are six days away from Christmas, <laughs> Kyle. I'm on vacation, and you're on vacation. We're still somehow recording this a mere six days before Christmas. Hey. It's uh, it's our dedication to the craft. I just, I, the way things are going in the world, I'm just curious if some sort of catastrophic event will happen, like a nuclear. What Korea tested another missile, um, I guess, uh, three weeks ago, <laughs> and we're either all fine, or this will be a weird relic yeah. that someone will find <laughs> and be like, oh no, they're survivors, and it'll be some story like. Some lost city of Z, but they're just looking for the two fucking farting idiots who talk uh, about f- ghosts. Like, no, they're still alive. The date they recorded, we're Phil Schneider. That's Our story is Phil Schneider. The timeline doesn't add up. Well, you don't understand that we're recording from the future. Mm-hmm. It's technology. There might be a nuclear war. We don't know. Trump's going real ape shit lately. No telling. Well, we don't talk about that stuff. We all know. We don't talk about it. Yeah. Um, but what what do you want to talk about Christmas cheer-wise? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm getting in the Christmas spirit, dude. Yeah. I, I like Christmas. Yeah? yeah? Christmas guy? I enjoy it. I don't know. It's just... Uh, I feel like we're all so... 
the hustle and bustle and, and the world we live in today, just everything is, and rightfully so, we're all so cynical and jaded and just beaten down by just everything that's going on. I don't know, it's, it's Christmas, just eh, fuck all that for a couple of days and see yeah. some cookies and watch a silly movie and, you know, I enjoy it. That's how I feel about Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely Halloween. But I get it. All right, okay. Did you like Christmas growing up as a kid? Were you were you big into it? Christmas was a fun like it was. Yeah, Christmas is definitely my mom's holiday. Mm-hmm. She decorates a house, gets real psyched about it, and then when we were kids, it was it, it was fun. It is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it, I mean it's Christmas. I never had no beef with yeah. Christmas. Now it's a little slower. There's less <clears throat> small kids around. Uh. Or maybe now that you know you're on the other side of it, without you know not seeing a kid experience the joy of opening a present, I know that's important for yeah, yeah. We're in the same boat in that regard to where there's there's no child connection to our Christmas yeah, anymore. Like, let's eat let's eat a good meal, mm-hmm. but then we still get each other gifts and mm-hmm. still. Any Christmas movies? Any favorites? Any like tradi- All right, better question, uh, and we'll, you can answer that in a minute. But traditions in your house uh, around Christmas, like every Christmas, we either watch this movie or we go to this restaurant or we do, you know, any type of tradition. There was none for a while. There, we'd go out to the movies. Not like my friends, though. Everybody mm-hmm. after Christmas <clears throat> meals would go out to the movies mm-hmm. and just be everybody drunk at the theater. Yeah, like in the suburbs there. But we don't do that so much more. It was. It, it was uh, no, we talked about it a couple episodes back, but uh, like Midnight Mass, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that being torturous. But no, no real like hardcore traditions. My mom would get Lithuanian sausage once in a while, and that was real. Yeah, good stuff. you talked you about that before. That. That's something. I don't. I don't have a recipe. You buy it at the at the butcher shop. Uh, so I'm looking up if what, if it's a real thing. Lithu- Lithuanian sausage. Yeah, it's just kielbasa, Lithuanian, but it's it's real good, Dave. Hmm. I'm excited for you to have a new flavor. I'm going to find a place to get it here, and I'm excited for you to have a new flavor. Yeah, I would like to try some of that. <clears throat> but that would be the only kind of ethnic type thing that we'd th- where we'd throw down on. Hmm. That's uh, pretty cool. What about you? Yeah. We got a tradition. Uh, I- I'm going to get to visit the folks this year. Uh, until it's weird, like uh, moving out here. You know, until I was. 35 i literally spent every christmas you know with mom and pop and brother and all that and uh when i moved out here i missed a few years you know because sometimes you know sometimes it just works out where i you know either i couldn't afford the plane ticket home or whatever yeah, uh but yeah so I'm, I'm i'm thankful and grateful that i get to see the family uh this year but uh, we always had a couple of weird um not that weird but uh our traditions are a every christmas eve we go to the waffle house Waffle House is the butt of a lot of jokes. Uh, if, if you're not in the South or the Midwest, you may not know what the Waffle House is. It's uh, oh, it's one of God's greatest gifts to humanity. It's a fucking inbred oh, Denny's. Fucking love Waffle <laughs> So much better than Denny's. Waffle House is the shit, man. Uh, it's consistent. It's reasonably priced. Those people know what the hell they're doing, man. It's the butt of a lot of jokes, but... Uh, it's consistent. It's never good. Hats off to all Waffle House staff. I salute you. That's I'm not, not an easy they, gig. I'm not saying they're not working uh, hard. 
I love I waffles. I have my one experience. I've shared it. Your one experience. You got to, dude, we got to go back. Mm-hmm. Next time we're in the South again together, I'm going to take I, you to I Waffle just, House. I, you know, I got to be contrary. So we, uh, <laughs> every, every Christmas Eve, we, we hit up the Waffle House and then we come home and uh, we might uh, take the long route home to kind of see some of the lights. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's a regional thing. I, I don't know if all over the country people really, you know, wh- where, where I grew up in the South, uh, people put up lights in the, uh, at Christmas time. Oh, yeah. We, we, around the house. That was one of the things early on before, well, I don't know, before, <clears throat> before Christmas lights became a real crazy thing, there was somebody that not only would they put on lights, but they were synchronized. Mm-hmm. With a low freak, low FM frequency that it was broadcasting, so you'd find the channel on your on your radio when you nice. drove by, and it would play timed up with the lights. That's cool. And we would just <clears throat> it was funny. We'd get high as shit. Let's go see Christmas lights, and then we'd park there. But then we'd get paranoid, like, oh, there's a car coming. Like, yeah, they're coming. They're coming to see the lights. That's why we're here. <laughs> That's awesome. But, yeah, we take the long route home to see some lights, and then we would go home, and on Christmas Eve, we would always watch the Waltons Homecoming Christmas movie. Do you remember the Waltons, kind of like uh, the the poor man's little house on the prairie? Yeah, we never did wholesome mm-hmm. in my house. Really? I think there was always this kind of, like, my parents were not entertained by it. My parents had to be entertained first if we were going to watch something. Like, like kids, that's why you have toys. If we're watching a movie, I got to watch. Like, what I, my dad, when he would like take us, he would take us to the movies. I saw Empire Strikes Back. I guess in the theater, I was maybe two. Huh? But he's like, I wanted to see it, and that was I was watching you that day, so you went to the movies. Wow! I saw Raising Arizona in the theater. Like, nice. That, those are the movies that I saw. Uh huh. I told you about seeing The Shining for the first time. I was like eleven. I was yeah. Watching the kitchen, my mom's like Shining. That one's real scary. Good night. And then turn the lights off on me. It's like watching the dark. Oh, man. So we didn't get a lot of wholesome shit. It's hardcore. Let me tell you about this movie, The Walton's Homecoming. It's a a delight. It really is. Uh, 1971 is when it came out. And I'll I'll just give you the brief rundown. All right. The Walton's, I don't know if you – the series, it was just a family. I think it was around Depression era time, probably in the 20s or 30s. And uh, they lived, and I believe it was either Virginia or West Virginia, but in the uh, Appalachian Mountains. So it was just this big extended family. They all, I don't know, it was mom and pop and grandma and grandpa. And then there was probably like eight or ten kids. And um, But they made a movie, 1971, called The Walton's Homecoming. The real quick rundown, uh, it's Christmas Eve day, and all the kids are, are, are carrying firewood uh, from the barn into the house, and everybody's getting ready for Christmas, and uh, mom's getting ready to make her applesauce cake, and uh, nobody's got a lot of money, you know, because it's a depression, uh, but, but they're living on love, and we're, we're a family unit, we've got a big family, got a nice, you know, kind of farmhouse and everything, but dad, dad's the breadwinner, and uh, not a lot of work in the, little, in the mountain town that they lived in, so dad would have to go to work about 50 miles away into the city. And uh, so he'd go away uh, and work the whole week. He'd only come home on the weekends. So it's Christmas Eve day, and Dad's supposed to be coming home, you know, around nightfall to celebrate Christmas. But he's not here yet because there's a blizzard. There's a lot of snow, a lot of snowstorm, ice everywhere. Everybody's worried about Pops. Dad, Dad's not uh, – where, where is he at? He's supposed to be here. And Mom's worried and Grandma and all the kids. And uh, anyway, I'm so – I'm bored already. Yeah. So, 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 so Mom sends John Boy – she sends her, the oldest is John Boy. One by one to die in yeah. the blizzard. That's why you had a lot of kids back in the day. 
you just uh, huck them out into the snow and see how many come back. So John Boy goes on an adventure to find. I'm going to go find my daddy. That's what he keeps saying. I'm going to find my daddy. So now he's just on an adventure, and he 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 goes out on foot, and it's too cold, and then he, he he's got a horse and buggy or some shit. I don't know. And then there's there's trees falling, and he can't get past. So then he goes over to these old aristocrat lady, these two sisters, these old elderly ladies, and they're they're wealthy and they have a car. And he goes over and he sits a spell with them, tries to tries to borrow some gasoline, and uh, they they're bootleggers. They're they're well to do, but they made their money from bootlegging. But they they don't call it whiskey; they call it the recipe. And uh, they well, they I like that. They That's give we can take. Away. They give him some of the recipe the to take home, and then he, and later he takes back home to mom. She gets pissed off, and she's like, "I got young children in this house. You coming in here with bootleg whiskey? Everything. Everybody was real dramatic. This is better than the movie. Yeah, right? and uh, so she. She's like, you take that recipe and you go pour it on the ground. She's she's real dramatic. And he's like, Mama, it's eggnog, Mama. It's eggnog. I know better than to bring whiskey into this house. Okay, well, I'm sorry I yelled at you. And uh, John Boy wants to be a writer, eggnog by the way. Eggnog has booze in it. Well, it's, it's boozeless eggnog. And uh, so also, John Boy spends a lot of time up in his room because he's 15 and he's filled with angst and he wants to be a writer. And uh, so, I stopped listening. To so this. even though they got like... Like ten kids, for some reason, John Boy has his own bedroom, and then he keeps the door locked. He's up there writing in his journal, and then Mom comes up. Then she goes, "What you doing behind locked doors, John Boy?" And, she, and he's like, oh, I'm not, "I don't know, Mom. I don't. I guess that door just locked itself." And she goes, "Are you up here smoking cigarettes?" <laughs> he's like, "No, Mama." She's like, "You up here smoking I was cigarettes?" To jerk off, but I got recipe dick. <laughs> <laughs> So he goes out and he's trying to find. Then he runs into uh, what? Uh, he runs at Cleavon oh, Little, God. Uh, the guy, the really? the, the bla- from Blazing Tell Saddles. The same character from Blazing Saddles, <laughs> and he's lost. He's a preacher. So then John Boy, he, he needs he needs his help, but uh, but he's preaching, so he has to go sit through this midnight mass service uh, and talk to him and try to get him to drive him around looking for his daddy. And uh, you know, it's just a, it's just it's a wholesome adventure. And then uh, I won't spoil it. But it but it ends well, and uh, yeah. You playing some jams? I thought I had it on mute, but I forgot. What oh, I mean, if we're doing that, then you know we can. No, I we can... weren't playing jams. No, you okay. sure? Not like playing a swift ring. <laughs> okay. I want to think that he just came in and was like. Like, that was his idea. Oh, yeah? Like, DMX just has a lot of Christmas spirit. <laughs> I don't think that. Oh, man. Hold on. I had to look down. I was like, man, those weed candies didn't do anything. And then I had to look down to see if I was recording. I, I don't want to hear anything else about this movie. Earl Hamner, Jr. A warm and inspiring all-family movie. No. Made especially for television. Of course it is. Oh, and watch this. This is a good scene. I'll pull this scene up real quick. Uh, I failed to mention about the uh, the Robin Hood bandit. There's a Robin Hood bandit who's uh, who's stealing turkeys and hams from all the <laughs> local markets. This guy, uh, this town character, is stealing turkeys and hams from all the local markets, and uh, he gives them to some of the poor people in the mountain. And uh, he brings over a turkey. Oh, please. He brings over a turkey. Dave. Hold on. And then, love of all of us. then Memo, Grandma gets pissed because Grandma Grandma suspects that he didn't shoot this turkey, that he stole it. I think I'll cook him tonight. 
Watch grandma. Sure looks like a store-bought turkey to me. <laughs> looks like a store-bought turkey to me. So that's the Robin Hood bandit. He's stealing turkeys and hams all over the damn place. And uh, he I'll brings the episode right He now. brings a turkey. I'll press off. I'm just telling you, it's on YouTube, by the way. Of course, uh, YouTube, gonna pay for shit. YouTube, the Waltons uh-huh. Christmas movie or the Waltons Homecoming. It's a delightful film, Kyle. I'll never. I'm ne- I don't have to see it now. Just don't be a Scrooge. I'm don't not a Scrooge. Don't be There's a Scrooge. A man with mildly discerning tastes about what he watches on TV. I told you, I knew every line from uh, Men at Work. Yeah. Sheen Estevez yeah. combo that well, the 80s Well, that's a us. solid movie right there. But no, my family would not stand for any of this. No? Goody two-shoes bullshit. Hold on. This is good. This is good? Hold on. What you doing? Going through a junk drawer? Oh, God. Are you smoking cigarettes up here? What? Where? Was that footage of her going up the whole staircase? Well, what are you doing? What's the door locked for? I'm checking off, Mama. This sucks. No oh, man, it's a good movie. All right, I'll I'll stop it Every right there. Every Christmas you watch this. <laughs> Every Christmas. Every Christmas. Every Christmas we watch the goddamn Walton's Homecoming. It's a good movie, Kyle. My family goes to great lengths to avoid talking to each other. Waffle House <laughs> and the Walton's Homecoming. That's how we do it in the Stone family. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't we, uh, we, uh, we throw a lot of beverages in our faces. Dad says something to piss off Mom. Mom decides to not be mad in the name of Christmas spirit and bottles it up. And then we all uh, eat too much to get angry. Hmm. I didn't, it's, not, it's not as bad as it sounds, but my dad, oh, if, if my dad's drinking, I'm like, oh, man, let me hand you the shovel now because you're a, oh, really? a great. He's going to say something. Oh, man. He goes, he's going to say something. <clears throat> say something. Well, shit. What should we do? Uh, I think we should. Uh, this is our little uh, Christmas gift to the listeners. Oh yeah, what a what a gift! The six people still listening to this. Merry Christmas! You've made it through the boredom gauntlet that is the Walton's family snooze fest. <laughs> You're welcome. Look! Look at you. You've made it to the end of the fucking Hunger Games. Of un of unconsciousness. Oh my god! Like Hunger Games, but who can just stay awake the longest? Oh my god, that's funny. Uh, no, um, we've been we haven't done a Q and A in a long time. We've been the Q and A is now a feature of the uh, Patreon. Yeah, look uh, what you've been missing. And uh, but uh, you know, and, and we don't expect everybody to uh, join the page. I know four bucks a month. A little, I'm not being sarcastic. It's a little, it's a little steep sometimes. You know, uh, I, there's many times in my life where I didn't have four bucks a month to spare. Well, sometimes uh, yeah, you listen to this shit like we just did. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Not worth it. Not even worth it. It's not worth it. So, uh, but because uh, we've been uh, keeping the Q and A's uh, strictly for the patrons. I figured we'd do a Christmas Q&A episode for everybody, whether you're paying us money or not. For uh, uh, There's some Christmas Carol quote, like, for everyone. Merry Christmas. Free episode for all. Yeah, I see what you're trying to do. It's a community, Utah community theater presentation of uh, a Christmas Carol last year. Like, theater in the round. Still more thrilling than a fucking Walton thing. 
Anyway, sorry to shit on your traditions, Dave. It's Cleavon. Is this the sound of them all dying? Good. We lost. That's it. We're down to two listeners, Dave. I'm looking at the numbers. You call, Dave, you call me when DMX wants to redo Walton's Family Christmas. And that'll be something I will give time to. Oh, that's great. We're doing a Q&A. Yeah. They're the fun episodes. You can tell. Maybe we ate pot candies that I thought were oh, pretty low. I doses. forgot about exactly that. Exactly. So did I. Oh, my God. I forgot we ate those. it's making sense why you keep watching this thing on YouTube instead of recording a goddamn episode, Dave. Can you give Let's me... go to the question. Can you give me 10 more seconds? What for what? Just give me 10 more seconds. 10 more seconds? And I'm going to no, shit on Waffle come on, House no, too. No, John Boy brings home the, the recipe, and Mom gets pissed. Who was that let you off down at the gate? Miss Mamie and Miss Emily Baldwin. They give me a ride home in their pappy sleigh. Watch this. He's got, he got a jar of the recipe, but it's eggnog. What am I going to do with you, boy? I send you looking for your daddy, and you end up joyriding with two old lady bootleggers. <laughs> Tell them, Mom. Oh, no whiskey in this house. There's a God fear in the house. The bo- All right. Bootleggers and old ladies? Yeah, old lady bootleggers. I, I explained that, Kyle. You're not listening. No, I, I checked out. I checked out hard. <sighs> All, right. All right. That's enough. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. All right. Okay. Q&A. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Fuck yeah. Merry Fucking Christmas, Christmas. dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jacked up, man. You go fight a reindeer? Ugh. Feeling good, man. You think you could take out all 12 reindeer? No problem. Really? Snap their necks. Antlers? Snap, yeah, grab those antlers and use them to twist their fucking necks. So you, know, you understand the neck muscles on a, on a, on a horned animal? I fuck, it's all an leverage. Animal? It's all leverage, man. I think, gra- I think low center of gravity and some leverage. I believe you could fight a coyote, but I think you if you were up against an a antlered mm-hmm. deer. Those are some goofy bastards, man. They're not coordinated. Are you tell do I climb up the side of a mountain. They're not coordinated. Reindeers fucking fly. You tell me that's not coordination. That's true. That's All twelve of them getting along. <coughs> that's teamwork. Let's go to the polls. Uh, Zach Woodfield. At Whitfield underscore 1441 says, what the fuck are jellyfish? I don't believe they're from this world. That's a good question. Damn good question. That is a strange. Do they have, I don't think they have brains. Do they have brains? What do? We're just, we're just going to Google things that you've asked us. I got to give a shout out to my buddy. The first thing that comes up is do jellyfish have brains? One of the best jokes I ever heard. Yeah, Google. My buddy Austin Shardak. Atlanta comic now living in New York. Used to have a joke. I don't know if he does it anymore. He goes, do you think anybody ever gets bit by a jellyfish on purpose just so somebody will pee on them? Oh, I've heard that. I've heard the version of that joke. It's a good, it's a good a joke. Well, it is a good joke. They're stealing it from him because that's his joke. It was somebody like somebody saying, like, oh, I'm kinky. i got to go to the beach and get bit by a jellyfish just to get somebody to pee on me. I've heard that version. <laughs> a jellyfish is not actually fish. Well, no shit, science.com. Oh, they're like a big plankton. But no bones, no brains. It's just mostly water and some slime and a nervous system. That seems like when you want to talk about aliens being higher intelligent beings, what if they are these like weird uh, plasma-type creatures? 
Well, you know, we talked briefly. They are of this world. We talked, this world. We talked briefly about how uh, I think somebody implied that um, uh, uh, octopus mm-hmm. are aliens. Because they're, they're smart. They're fucking weird. They're smart. They're weird. They got uh, their DNA. Their DNA is different than anything. I don't. Know. Oh really? Yeah, they got weird DNA that's not connected to any known animal. Really? Mm-hmm. So maybe jellyfish uh-huh. is a cousin of the of the octopus and the squid, and they're Ooh, fucking okay. weird. Yeah, much like outer space, the mm-hmm. depths of the ocean have not been fully explored. Like, Absolutely. What's going on down there? Why wouldn't it be like the abyss where the aliens are living deep in the water and the jellyfish are their little army, their sentry army going mm-hmm. on probing the area? Yep. Good question, Zach. Good question, Dave. You got a question? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Trevor Larry. That's a fun name. Wow. Trevor Larry. I like that. Trevor Larry. You ever mix? I know nine Larrys. Which Larry are you talking about? You know Trevor Larry. Trevor Larry, not Daryl Larry. <laughs> Dave, you ever mix mayonnaise with butter for grilling? Nope, but I am now. Thank you, Trevor Larry. <laughs> Toast and buns, question mark. Fuck yeah, that is a great idea. Good job, Trevor Larry. I'm going to mix my mayo and my butter. I do put mayonnaise in my uh, scrambled eggs before I beat them. If I tell you that tip, you get you throw your eggs in the bowl, and before you beat them with a whisk or a fork, uh, squirt you a dab of mayonnaise in there. I know that everything was supposed to work. I put ranch dressing in them. It did not go yeah. well. Um, Mike Chess at One Big Fuzzy Nerd says, If you could press a button and learn the answer to all your questions infallibly, would you press it knowing you'd take all the mystery out of the rest of your life? It's not like everyone would just believe you or anything. That's ooh, good one. Hmm. If I could press a button and it take... Just, you would know the answer to every question you'd ever have in your life. Every, like, are aliens real? I'm, oh, assuming, okay. I'm assuming going going that big. Okay. I was thinking he was going down the road of the question of like, uh, if you knew how your life turned out. Like if you, you know, the the twists and turns on the road of life. I Well, I think, it, well, I'm reading it more like any questions that we have, we're sitting here exploring all in corners of... Uh, okay. Paranoid dipshit. Well, that'd put, that'd put us out of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nobody would need to... Well, wouldn't, because we would know. So oh, we, we would know, people. but not everybody else well, would know. Well, that's the thing. If you could press a button and learn all the answers infallibly, they're gonna be, the answers are going to be true, it would take the mystery out of our life. And also, you wouldn't have proof. You would just know. Like, the the the... the, the the, the the giver of the button would be telling you mm-hmm. everything you would. I don't know. I, I think part of the fun of life is just not knowing everything. That's and, why I get more and, and more pissed taping this. Staying hungry, you know, for, yeah. for knowledge. and Yeah. Hmm. And, and, and mayonnaise-filled eggs. Yeah. I would. I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it either. All that shit. It's like, eh, there's there's a catch. The more I've read, just reading to research shit for this or talking about it, I've been like, fucking no, that's not real. Mm-hmm. No, that's not all the sources. No, that's not. Real. I still have wonder mm-hmm. and curiosity, but all the stories that are coming up, I'm like fucking bullshit. So no, I would say no, Mike Chess. We got two no's. Hmm. Yeah. Out of us. Good question though. Yeah, real good question. Well, I mean, if it was for one thing, I would say that. Like okay, you could have one question answered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I would do. I would do that. Like if aliens, yes. Okay, what a what a reason to keep going. That's mm-hmm. all I want out of the, any research is like one thing that I can believe is proof mm-hmm. to keep me going. Mm-hmm. What you got, Joey Jojo Junior Shabato? 
That's a Jesus Christ, Joey Jojo Jr. Shibato. Uh, how 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 high is the sky? Uh, simple. It's uh, fourteen miles. Next question. Is it? Uh, no, I have no idea. Is it the atmosphere? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Eyebrows asks, "Where's the beef?" Uh, between your teeth. Duh. Is that the is that the answer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, between your teeth is oh. it's definitely All where right. the beef Let's, is. Mm-hmm. Nice. Smo and throw. Herschel French. Good names on Twitter. Yeah. If you had to be visited by either the ghost of Christmas past, present, or future, which would it be and why? Well, I think the only one that would really benefit you would be the future, right? Well, ghost of Christmas past would let you know. How did that story? I know I went to see it. Was the ghost of Christmas past was... Was he used to be a good person, Scrooge? I think Is that so. what it was? Mm-hmm. Maybe like when he was, his childhood, like, see how much you liked Christmas and how much hope yeah. and wonder you had? And Ghost of Christmas Present is just letting you know that you're being an asshole right mm-hmm. now, which I could use sometimes. And then Ghost of Christmas Future, it's like, if you keep this up, look at what a fucking old, lonely asshole you were going to be. But if you had any sort of self-awareness, the Ghost of Christmas Present should give you enough, like, look, you're being a dick right now. Mm-hmm. I'll just get that if somebody plays a voicemail back from me. But I left when I was drunk. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. That's the ghost of Christmas present is drunken voicemails that you leave that you don't remember that your girlfriend plays back for you the next day. <clears throat> Future, I, I agree. Future's, Future's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on you. I'm with you on that one. Uh, Jim Slade asked, do you guys like pho? I get down on some pho. I know you love pho. That guy's not even listening to the, what we're saying. Yeah, I mean, you gotta the, skip down. You gotta know that. But I, let me say this real quick. I I like pho, but I will take ramen any day. I think ramen is there's so much more interesting shit going on. The broth, it's more rich. It's more rich. That broth to me, I like pho, but a lot of times it's just like well, this is just hot water with a bunch of cool shit in it. Whereas uh, ramen is definitely more of a you know the, that hearty broth that they. They boil those pig bones for 16 hours. Like I've said, go co- go Koku Ramen, vegetarian ramen off Langershire Boulevard. I'm upset that it's empty when I go there. I go there at least once every two weeks. Pho, twice a week. What do you get? Well, what? The, the go Koku Ramen off uh-huh. Langershire is a vegetarian ramen, but I, they'll oh. give me like... It's got like a hard tofu in it, which I it's not the squishy... like. Mushy tofu. Yeah, kind of. It's the good. It's almost chicken, kind of like a like, hard-boiled egg consistency. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like that. <clears throat> With a lot of bush. I always had a bunch of mushrooms in the egg. Uh-huh. I love it. Okay. <clears throat> and they make it extra uh, spicy for me, uh, just special for me. And then pho, I just go all over. I get veggie pho. It's good. It's good soup. It's good for you. Of course. Yes. Fucking whoever asked that. Yes. All the time. This is a good one. Sam Sherman, if each of you could speak one foreign language, what would it be? Man, all right. I got. I mean, be, you got to think I, about I, the future of the world, or well, just what you would be interested in. I got to be careful here, but <laughs> don't try and speak it now. I would love to be fluent in Vietnamese, really, because phonetically, it's it's, sing-so- it's very sing-songy language. It's hilarious. And we're not going to do it. Nope. Now. Nope. <clears throat> I may try to make this argument before. Yeah. That Watch how any Vietnam movie, 
it's it's I would, I'd, I'll leave it at this. I'd love to be able to just speak that fluently and just yell at people in yeah, Vietnamese. It's, it's sing-songy, mm-hmm. but effective. And but it's it's more than sing-songy. It's it's got some punch and some bite to it. Yeah. Some, oh, I want to do it right now, but I'm not going to. There's a, there's an urgency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it never it never sounds like yeah. It never it never sounds like they're speaking from a calm state. There's a, definitely an urgency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would just I would love it. I would love if I could just rattle off me and you just out in the driveway yeah. yelling at each other in Vietnamese. Oh man. Well, that means I would have to choose it as my language. Yeah. I don't want to learn Vietnamese. I want, I want to learn. I would learn Chinese because they're gonna they're gonna take over the world. Yeah. Spanish? I think just Spanish. I think Spanish is a sexy language. Mm-hmm. Do you speak any Spanish? Yeah, I speak like I can. Widow, widow Spanish. No se mueve, manos atrás. Uh, manos arriba. Uh, tienes armas, tienes drogas. You're not moving, hands up, hands up. What was the last part? Tienes armas, tienes drogas. Oh. You have, do you have guns, do you have drugs? Sople, sople, sople. The plane, the plane, the plane. No. Blow, blow, blow. Oh, that's so, that's blow? Sople. La cocaña. Mm-hmm. La coca. It's not. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, man. All right. What do you got? Uh, Scroll down. Don't just start picking them in order because there's some dumb shit at the top. Let's get a paranormal one in here. Um, I mean, these are always... they. So many of these always... Fall under this category. Kyle and Dave, would you guys ever have sex with any female supernatural alien beings? Women, Sasquatch, Greys, Ghost Spirits, Moth, Women. <laughs> I mean, we we talked about that one time, the mermaid. But all right. Rachel dropped this one on me yesterday. I was talking about it. And she was talking about mermaids. I'm like, yeah, everybody thinks they're sexy, but you couldn't fuck them because the, the fuckable part's a fish. And Rachel's the one who goes, yeah, but they can kill the killer BJ because they can hold their breath. She's my better half. Speaking of better halves, mermaids, huh? Which one would you, would you? I mean, I guess I'd have to, if given the opportunity, have to bang a squatch, wouldn't I? I mean, I don't my... think you bang the squatch. I think the squatch yeah. bangs you. She'd rip my dick off and throw it in a tree. Yeah, I mean, that's how they finish the mating process. Mm. That's, that, that's why they're monogamous for life, is because they rip your dick off. People think monogamy in the animal kingdom is sweet. It just means the female rips the male's dick off, and they can never, ever uh, be with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would... I, I mean, a ghost could be anything. I mean, do I get to pick the ghost? I mean, yeah, you could be. Yeah, man, there's some hot if I get ghosts to pick the ghost, or if I'm just in a, I don't want to be just sexually assaulted by a ghost. If it's a, if it's my choice, is it my choice in there, or if it's like you just have to? Nice voluptuous antebellum woman. Yeah, mm. one of those, well, I, I one mean, of those I, girdle. I uh, know it's a, a corset. Corset, yeah. yeah. Mm. Again, that you still can't shake that Walton thing. There's yeah. something deeper with that Walton shit, isn't there? <laughs> no, man. You're the only Walton cosplay sexual <laughs> fetish guy in the world. <laughs> what you doing behind locked doors, Dave? Put on this bonnet and get the lube. 
Come on in here and find out. <laughs> Let's have a couple glasses of recipe. So you bang a ghost, I'll bang a Sasquatch. Porridge. <laughs> they really call sex making porridge. It's funny. And then I thought I saw. I thought somebody said that. Chaos DS asks, is Dave's van haunted? Yes, the ghost of a thousand farts. <laughs> Somebody had a good question. Scott E. Hunter said, if an alien crashed on Earth and died, do you think its ghost could haunt humans? Ooh. That's, look who's folding the steel to make a stronger sword. <laughs> um, I would say, I, you know what? Now, you, now you're crossing the streams on this one. Mm-hmm. What if? I mean, do aliens die? Have they achieved a level of existence where they can just transfer their consciousness to one form to the next? What if that's what's? Ha- what if that's the aliens that are walking the earth that we were talking about in the other episode? Whoa! Is that right? When somebody's dying, dying, an alien transfers into their consciousness and can hijack the body. So and so is never the same after the accident. Whoa! <clears throat> Good question, Scotty Hunter. Wow! At DJ Skizzle. Our buddy Nate Craig asked, "Dude, ghosts like roller coasters?" Fuck off, Nate. <laughs> is that Nate who asked that? Yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's just being a dick. Uh, he doesn't believe Nate. Fucking Nate. What a goober. He believes in fucking hockey and that democracy works. You don't, have, you don't got shit on us, Nate. All right. Uh, what happens if a werewolf bites a Bigfoot from Squiddy T at, at Teetle J? Oh, man. These are good. Like, people mixing it up. People DJing the paranormal. Yeah. If a werewolf bites a Bigfoot, you'd have a, a werefoot. A were Big, big wear. I like big wear. Big wear's fun. What up, big wear? Oh, big wear coming. Or maybe Bigfoot would turn into a man on a full moon. Ooh. Bigfoot turns into a man on a full moon after getting bit by a werewolf. He gets in a car accident because he's like, I could do all my normal guy shit, like drive a car. He dies, but before he can die, an alien hijacks his body. And now you've got an alien stuck in a Bigfoot that is part werewolf. Super, I'm, not, I'm not writing a comic book, but somebody will. Supernatural turducken. Oh, yeah. Super <coughs> ducking. Michael Wilson, thanks for doing a public Q&A and for all the awesome shows you've done so far. I look forward to every episode, like having the guys not out at the bar. Oh, that, that wasn't a question. That was just a compliment. Oh, just some fun stuff. Thank you, Michael. <clears throat> Ooh, Stephen Elton Yates. Stephen E. Yates. Favorite ethnic cuisine, top three. Ooh. Cracking my knuckles. Ah. That's a great question. I've thought a lot about this. Mm-hmm. Top three ethnic foods. Here's a problem. You said cuisine. I think you're just going to pick the, the, the land. Okay, yeah, yeah, cuisine. But here's the problem. Mexican food, mm-hmm. is that ethnic food at this point, especially if we live in Los Angeles? Well, given the fact that it's America, so all food here is kind of like the people are mixed uh, mm-hmm. from everywhere else where it came. I don't know. I, I would say it is. 
I'd say you can go deeper into Mexican cuisine other than burritos and tacos. Yeah. Well, uh, like going yeah. to a Mexican, going to a, a restaurant in mm-hmm. Mexico City was amazing yeah. and delicious. And it wasn't just, oh, I had a steak burrito. It was really good. It was like, yeah. you know, the way they prepare, prepare, prepare things, the spices they use, the methods they use. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that can be. Another question. Would Cajun food or Creole food fall into this? Because influenced by French and African. Very much so. Very much so. Okay. Well, if that's the case, I'm going to go. Whoops. You're you're bubbling. Number three. I'm just thinking about it. Number three, Korean barbecue. Number two, Indian food. Number one, Cajun Creole. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's what I'm doing. Three to one. Um. I'm not as well eaten. Uh, well, you say well traveled if you've traveled, but mm-hmm. well eaten if you eat a bunch. I mean, I, I like ramen and sushi, but those are very just easy American dishes to get. That's like saying the burritos and tacos. Well, I guess mm-hmm. I like Japanese food. Yeah. So if I had to choose, I guess I would like. Man, there's something about wherever my heritage is—the Lithuanian, Polish, Ger- the Germanic regions. Yeah, I like all that shit. And there's like a Polish restaurant in Chicago, and you go, and everything's just covered in like sheep skin and wood. It's still in a mini mall, but like that's how they deco- like decor is, and nice. you just get like, like a whatever a bone of mutton. I don't know what you get, like this caveman Germanic food. You yeah, just, just potatoes and starches. Kraut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any vegetables been like blanched and like boiled beyond belief, and yeah, spicy mustards and meat that's like just stewed for so long and mm-hmm. so. You, so I'd say like Germanic food because I can't. I'm not going to just German or Austrian or mm-hmm. Lithuanian, the Lithuanian sauce and stuff like that. I'll put that at three just to think about that. Um, we got to go back to red lions. Yeah. Now that yeah. you don't live over I there. I was looking up Lithuanian sausage when I was talking about that already. There's a place called Euro Deli Mart i got to go to. Plus, that probably informs my love of hot dogs. Mm-hmm. If you're going roots. That, you know what? I'm going to throw I'm gonna throw plain old Americanized cuisine at number two. I know that's a little bit uh, nationalistic of me. Uh-huh. But that's who I am. That's what I grew up on. Your casseroles, your hot dogs and hamburgers, your Fourth of July barbecue food. I truly love a burger with just American cheese and a tomato and onion and lettuce on it. Well, I didn't know I didn't know we were allowed to do that because the barbecue would be number one. Then well, Bar- barbecue's a type of American food. Right? Uh-huh. But I just thought necessarily because ethnic, ethnic food though. You, American's yeah. not ethnic. Well, it is if you're. Well, it's, Outside like, it's of like white trash ethnic. Okay. Like, I, well, that just, I like 4th of July barbecue food. If we're doing <laughs> that, then I put pizza, uh, pizza. barbecue at the number one and everything else scaled down. I couldn't think of three of them because I wasn't going to say Japanese just because I like ramen and sushi. Mm-hmm. Cuban food. Uh, I, I don't like Cuban sandwiches. Mm-hmm. But I, what else is Cuban food? Ropa vieja. Some Old rope. Some, some <laughs> That's old rope, right? No. What is it? Rope of Vieja is a, it's a stewed and shredded beef. But it means old rope. I don't know. I'm looking it up. What does ropa? That should be rope. What does ropa mean in Spanish? Let's look it up word by word and find the mystery. Clothes. It means old clothes. What does Vieja mean? Old lady clothes. That's the name of that dish is old lady clothes. <laughs> but I 
outside of the sandwich. Oh, they got a dish called old lady clothes. Oh, man. Now I see. That's going back to the Walton thing. Mm-hmm. You want women in old lady clothes. You eat old lady clothes. Mm. I'm sorry. To, that's okay. The chance we have a Cuban listener. I no. I I, I like, love Cuban food. Well, I like. I would say Mexican food mm-hmm. too, because yeah. I go to Mexican restaurant. And I'm like, whatever you're doing to the meat or fish or whatever, I'm gonna like the spices and yeah. everything you put into it. Yeah. So. I would, you know what? I haven't been to uh, Mamitas. That's a Peruvian place, hmm. and there's like a there's like a. Chinese influence or there's an Asian influence in it. I guess I don't know if they came over there and, and settled. I don't, I'm talking out my ass about the history, mm-hmm. but it's like Asian influenced South American food. So it's a lot of like stir fry vegetables mm-hmm. with meat, but then oh. there's also like French fries that they fry in with it. Mm-hmm. Well, good. We've been to Momitas. Have we? Over next to the car dealerships in, in Glendale there. Oh, we got to go there. That's some good new food. I, I don't remember. I don't right. remember that. Well, good questions. All right. Well, that one got us going. Another food. When Mallory asked, what's your secret shame snack that you eat alone at 3 a.m.? I mean, well, none, of, none of us are ashamed of anything. Yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> eating pickles all the damn time. You eat pickles all day? I eat, pick, I eat pickles like I'm carrying twins right now. It's not a shame food, though. No, I'm not. Because it's not. no calories. <clears throat> shame food. All right. Let me think about yeah. this. I, I mean, my whole life is shame food. But... Uh, like if I'm just throwing all regard out the window, fuck. I mean, probably something like a really good pizza, because there's not a lot of nutritional it's value. Shameful? Well, in the sense that you know it's nothing but fat and carbs. I eat that all the time, and I am proud of it. I mean, I Hence love pizza. American food being my second favorite <laughs> ethnic cuisine. I mean, I'm, assume, I'm assuming she's saying shame in the in the sense that like it's not healthy, or is it shame in like this is so white trash that I don't want anybody to know I'm eating this? Yeah, I, I, again, like the idea of guilty pleasures. Mm-hmm. No, fuck that. I'm, I'm I'm too old for that. I'm gonna yeah. like what I like. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm the same way when it comes to food. Yeah, there's not a guilty because like yeah, it's I'm gonna it's, listen to music. I'm gonna cry at Disney Pixar films on an airplane. I'm gonna eat whatever I want. Just did you read this one from Jeff Smith Jr.? Like, like they're talking to each other now in the thing. No, he says octopus are taking over the ocean and mutating their RNA DNA slash DNA based on environment. Do you think they're capable of taking over the Earth? That goes back to the are the jellyfish aliens? You bring up the thing about what's what is this kind of thing happening in the world right now? Mm. It's a slow takeover. Gonna be one octopus, like that octopus that crawled out that escaped. Yeah, uh, the, the little thing. keyhole thing. You see that? Well, this one like got out, yeah got out of its tank at an aquarium. Like knew how to get out. Oh, there's one. There's one video where it's on a boat, and there's like this little bitty. It's like I don't know the size of a coin. This little slot, and it this twelve pound jellyfish or uh, octopus mm-hmm. slithers its way through like literally the size of like a half dollar. And, like, it does it, like, one tentacle at a time, and then it brings the rest of its body out, and and then now he's in the water. You know what? I am excited at the possibility of that. Why does an alien life form have to be from outer space? Yeah. I mean... There's been no qualifications set. mm Mm-hmm. Boy. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Trinity Palmerton. me out. <laughs> Trinity Palmerton asked, "We've uh, we've had this one before. Is that voice of is that the voice of Carl Aquatine Hunger Force on the intro? Absolutely, it's mm-hmm. the real Carl, uh, Dave Willis, the voice behind Carl." Is a is a pal, and he uh, recorded those for us. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Another uh, more alien, Jesse Posnacker. You have to share either craft beer or craft cheese with an alien. What do you choose? Fucking cheese. Yeah, craft beer. Fuck off. Fuck off, craft beer. I'm sure there's craft beer out there. That's decent. Yeah, because it tastes like fucking... But all this uh, IPA fucking bullshit. Blah. Give me a goddamn banquet beer. Yep. You know what I had You know what I had last week that I haven't had in a while? That's a solid, just a beer. Just This tastes like beer. Miller Genuine Draft. But MGD? MGD is a solid domestic beer. I just found it a tad too sweet. Hmm. I'm not a huge fan of the High Life. I don't dislike it, but I don't go ape shit over Miller High Life the way some people do. But the MGD, big fan. Labeling, labeling, and marketing go a long way for cheap beer. Mm-hmm. That's how Paps got back into the game. It's not good beer. It was the cheapest one, but the, the can looked cool. Yeah, there's a lot of fine cheap beer, but it didn't look cool. Rolling Rock doesn't look cool to drink. Yeah. Red Dog. Remember Red Dog? I remember Red that. Dog. That was cheap shit that we yeah. drink all, but it looks stupid. Yeah, it's dumb as hell. looking bottle. Yeah. You know, but the Miller High Life bottles, that's, you, I, I'd drink that. If I'm going to drink a Budweiser or a Pabst or anything and they got High Life, I'm going to drink a High Life. Yeah, I don't dislike a High Life, but there's something missing in the High Life. There's something missing yeah. in the ingredient or something. That uh, that for me it pulls up short, but it's it it it, it grabs onto that. Ooh, this is what my dad used to mm-hmm. drink. My dad's a man. I get that. You know, Coors has that. Not so much Coors. I'll still drink a Coors. Like, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. If, like, oh, the mountains turned colors. T.J. Partridge asks, uh, "What's your favorite joke you've written, performed? Who the fuck knows? I'm, I mean, come on. That you've ever like personally? Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I don't like to analyze my own shit that like like that." Um, I'm proud of my tow trucks fucking joke. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Only because I wrote down. All right, I'll two, play this I, game. I wrote down two tow trucks fucking, mm-hmm. like a towing another tow, and I just had to sit on that for like I don't even know how long. I would go back to it in a joke book. Like, still don't have a setup. Yeah, still don't have a setup. Well, it's great how you did it. You well, used yeah, it in it was a ball about being full of shit anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, if off the top of my head, I guess I'm proud of this joke because it's so fucking stupid. Um, I don't have any. I'm an animal lover. I don't have any pets that I know of. My yep. my mom didn't get that joke. She actually said, "Why Why wouldn't you know?" Well, to play she off the also home. has to understand the hack comedy presence premise of mm-hmm. saying, "I don't have any kids that I know of." Yeah, and she doesn't sound like she's a. <laughs> Given your uh, yearly Walton's family Christmas viewing, I can't imagine she's uh, up to date on the comedy world. Let me well, get let me get the no second offense to Mrs. Stone if you're listening to this. Let me get the second part of TJ's question for Dave specifically. What tips would you have for first time cast iron owners? Well, uh, first thing you got to do is you got to season that cast iron. Uh, or else it's not going to function properly. What you do when you get a brand new cast iron skillet, uh, wash it real thoroughly with no soap. Oh no! You can wash it the first time with soap. I, I'm, I'm incorrect. Wash it uh, with warm water and soap the first time. Dry it off real well. Pour some kosher salt all over that bastard if you need to, uh, you know. And you can cut a potato in half. 
and you use that potato as like a scrubber. So that kosher salt and that potato, they kind of scrub off some of the other uh, residual bullshit that's left over on that. Then wipe the entire thing down with vegetable oil, not just the surface that the meat's going in, uh, the sides, the bottom, even the fucking handle. The whole thing, nice, thorough, even wipe down with vegetable oil, then bake it in the oven for about an hour and a half at 400 degrees. That's how you season a cast iron skillet. But are you supposed to never wash it again after that? No, you. and after that, you, you wash it with only hot water, no soap. No dishwasher. Don't put it in the dishwasher. Don't put any dishwashing soap on it. You can scrub it down with any kind of, you know, Rachel, Rachel washes ours all the time. Yeah, you're not really supposed to do that. So just just hot water. What's gonna happen? Um, gonna get like lead poisoning? I don't know. There's some reaction. It it, it also eats lady. away. It, it eats away at the uh, at it. But uh, yeah, so no soap after that. Just yeah, hot how water. How long do you have to wash a cast iron skillet before you wear a hole? <laughs> it does something. It does something to it. I've been eating off flaking nonstick pans for a decade. I'm sure that not seasoning the skillet is going to be fine. Whatever happened to my brain happened a while ago after eating some nonstick surface. That was like, what? Like, speaking of like old Joe, that's like old hack comedy, but it was always like stuff that got me. Like, because somebody's like, oh, what? I, now I've lost the question, but, but somebody's like, oh, you're about my age. What comedians do you like to look up to? All that shit that was hack. Wasn't hack when I was ten years old. Yeah, and you're seeing it for the first time. Yeah, and it's like, man, I got a nonstick pan. Well, how's the nonstick to stick to the pan? Shit like that. Like this, like that. Black box recorder survived the plane. We'll just make the plane all the same stuff and make black box recorder. Out. Yep. How can we drive in a parkway? Park in a driveway. That I'm is, Gallagher and I'm an old racist. I mean, that's a question that uh, that gets asked a lot. But uh, did you have any influences growing up, or was there a comic that made you think, like, "Oh man, I'd like to maybe do that"? Let's give let's give credit to whoever asked the question then. But um, uh, I well, I would watch. I thought it was called like Sunday Funnies or something, and it was maybe on. I don't know. I thought it was a national show, but it was, it was like a stand-up comedy. In the 80s comedy boom, when there was stand-up comedy on all mm-hmm. the time, I was born at the end of 1976, so I would have been, you know, in the late 80s, 10 to 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I was watching all this stuff. And it was always, even from the beginning of t- of seeing it when I was a kid on, on like, Johnny Carson. My mom would let me stay up late and watch Johnny Carson. Like, that was funny. It was comedy. Uh-huh. But it was when somebody, oh, here's our guest. And somebody would just come and stand there and talk. Yeah. And people would laugh. And it's all they did. Yeah. Like, what? You're not acting. You're not in a play or a movie. No. Or a TV show. You're no not music. You're playing an instrument. You're just out there and you just talk. Yeah. And that's all you had to do. I'm like, well, that's I the same mistake other people have. Like, that's got to be easy. You, just talk. you didn't have to learn anything. Yeah. He just had to talk. That's from Mrs. Guts, 77, asked, you guys are roughly the same age as I, who were your comedy influences growing up? Bill, Bruce Baum. Remember Bruce Baum? Uh-huh. Would like, he's a prop comic. As a kid, I love prop comedy. Uh-huh. I know you're supposed to say like, oh, fucking Bill Hicks. Man, George Carlin got <laughs> No kid is into no, Bill I Hicks. Was, I was 12 years old. Yeah. And Bill Hicks, I remember seeing Bill, I'm like, this guy's just mad. And I, why? Nobody learned about Bill Hicks till that Tool album. Yeah. 
And now it is, oh, the Bill Hicks impersonators are insufferable. Insufferable. Just somebody like, let me tell you how the world really works. And I appreciate Bill Hicks. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate what he did, especially in a land of kind of hacky 80s boom comedy. Yeah. I appreciate what he did. just being like, we need to kill Billy Ray Cyrus. Like, that's the thing you're angry about is pop culture. Like, everybody has like, oh, he had so much foresight and so much wisdom. He was still getting angry about dumb pop culture shit. Well... This is blasphemous in comedy circles. I kind of felt that way about Carlin. I appreciate what he did, but he was one of those guys where it's like, I feel like you were more interested in making your point than making me laugh. Yeah. Making you know, making me think. And that's fine. But I think he'd been yeah. around for a lot longer. Yeah, and he you know, he had his transformation from the hippy dippy weather guy and all that. Yeah. But like guys, and I appreciate that, but like make me laugh. I'll worry about thinking about shit and, you know. Yeah, being clever. Yeah. Clever over being funny. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and then to the lesser extent, it's that smug Bill Maher shit that you'll see. I'm like, isn't it really just, I'm like, boy, you really, you did a thing with a word that is a pun that made your point. Also, George Carlin uh, was Rufus from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let that guy (laughs) do what he wants. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, Bruce Baum would like come out with a. This is my early love of Monster Mash. Goes back to Bruce Baum because he came out of the comedy show and he just had a, a, a boombox with tapes. He's like and he was playing Shake It Up by the Cars because that's how like that's how the age I was watching this. He's like, yeah, Shake It Up. You know what? I really like the song when it was called the Monster Mash, and it's the same song. And he played that. I'm like, it is the same song. It's really, it was played. Not really. I mean, but it was just a similar in between structure. him wearing like clown wigs and shit like amazing jonathan i'll still revisit Mm -hmm. it was hilarious Mm -hmm. gallagher shit like that gallagher got a whole couch built with a trampoline around it for a special to just look like he was jumping on a couch the whole time like that's what a grown adult did that's fantastic (laughs) there's a guy named stephen banks who does billy the mime now which is like a dirty mime but stephen he just had a stephen banks show it was like a one-off hbo special where the, the stage set was his apartment, and it was him calling in sick to work, and then just him dicking around in his apartment, like flipping pencils off the table through a window, and just doing all these different weird things. It was like, a, I guess, what a one-man show would be, but it's huh. a guy calling in sick to work and fucking off in his apartment. And I would watch that, like, how did you, where does this come from? Because it's not a movie where I know somebody writes a script, and somebody just, yeah. just what, no, how did you... You just made stuff up, yeah, and then you told it to people. <coughs> like I didn't even know about comedy clubs. Like, mm-hmm. Where do you just start telling people things? Yeah, and they let you be on TV because the things you said were funny. Yeah, I'll give a quick shout out to a uh, little-known comic. Uh, never, never got the national attention I thought he deserved. James Gregory. Do you know James Gregory? Gregory. He was doing the blue-collar comedy stuff before it had a name. And he was before – I mean he was a contemporary of all those guys. But I thought he was doing it better than all of them. And uh, just an old southern road dog. Been doing it now for 40 years. And uh, he would show up on like CMT or in the 80s before it was CMT. It was like uh, uh, 
TNN, the Nashville Network, oh, yeah. and uh, he would show up. It's just great joke writer and just uh, just a big heavy set, uh, a Southern effeminate, one of those classic. You know, I'm from the South, and uh, just just a good joke writer. Had jokes like, "Hey, signs are funny, ain't they?" I was driving down the road the other day, saw a sign said, "Lawnmower repair and income tax service." <laughs> now, how the hell did that come about? Somebody take their lawnmower in to get fixed and said, "Hey, Kyle, you did a hell of a job on that lawnmower." <laughs> I think I'll let you do my taxes. <laughs> Just shit like that. That was. Well, I'm looking up the outlaw comics that Bill Hicks was part of. And I was trying because I was trying to remember. Remember a guy named Ron Shock? Oh yeah, Ron Shock. Yeah, great storyteller. Passed away a couple years ago. Yeah, that was like one of those guys. I remember early on seeing a guy like okay on top of Hedberg. Hedberg was the big one for mm-hmm. me because I was like that guy doesn't belong. I've seen so many guys with. Their, the blazer sleeves rolled up, like, oh, my kids are this, and my wife's that. Yeah. He's just, like, out to lunch. Yeah. But I remember Ron Schock being on some early special, and he's telling his joke, and it's, like, that slow, I, mean, I can't remember his exact voice, but just telling a story about how the like, news reported a van accident. They said they think it was a, a violent accident as they found the driver's testicles along the riverbank. Sure. It couldn't be like I forget how, but like the punchline is like, "Are you sure the driver didn't just you know he crashed, found out that his testicles were removed, and decided to loving them, lovingly place them, whatever the phrase lovingly place his own testicles on the riverbank was part of the story, but it was just him doing this long draw drawn out thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, another joke about van seat, like a thing being for sale. Yeah. Van seats, like so that he just mimics somebody trying to drive a stick shift j- van while stand up. I butchered it, but that was like something. I, I remember that specifically after watching. I can't tell you how many guys were just like, "Oh, my wife, oh boy, this like the same kind of bullshit." Yeah, you know, I just like watching them do it. Yeah, but like Judy Tenuta. Oh, I remember Judy Tenuta. on the audience. Yeah, crawl for it, pigs. Yeah. Like, that was- Fucking awesome. Judy Tenuta, I remember her. Yeah, that yeah. was more punk rock shit. Coming and spitting your gum on people. Like, yeah. let's get these fucking guys talking about their vibes off the stage. Yeah. Anyway, got some mileage out of that one there, Mrs. Guts. <clears throat> Jason Shawan, Shahan, I apologize. Uh, he tried to do that thing where he asked four different questions. Okay. But I'll, I'll, we'll answer two of them. We'll give them two. Uh, they're good. What's your preferred hot sauce? Also, do you think hospice nurses develop the ability to sense death after a while? Did you just hear that, by the way? Oh, it's my neighbor's. Bedroom. Oh, okay, cool. Um, we found out from the- now, you're a hot sauce guy. You, oh, got a, you got a preferred brand? I mean, if you're just going for like, if I'm sitting at a restaurant, I'm going to want some, some Tapatio. Mm-hmm. Close second, Cholula. Cholula's I, I, I first no, for me. Yeah, I got no beef. I, honestly, if they're both sitting next to each other, I would forget which is which. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I always go, no, which is the one with the creepy blue-eyed guy in the bottle? I don't trust that one. Is that That's the Tapatio guy. Is it? I think so. Shit. I don't Cholula's got a lady on there. Cholula's solid. Cholula also has a uh, green version. Oh, oh yeah. Tapatio's got that weird blue-eyed. I tell you one I like. I don't give a shit about Tabasco. I think Tabasco sauce sucks. However, the Chipotle Tabasco, solid. On board. Real solid. Learned about that at Chipotle. At Chipotle. And it's like, ooh, a smoky smoky Tabasco. Yes. All the way. Very good. All the way. Um, 
I know it's a cliche thing. I like I like sriracha for some reason. I get mm-hmm. locked in if it's Mexican food. I can't put sriracha on it because it's for other things. I get it. So I put the sriracha if I'm making like a, like an in, making an Indian dish, microwaving one of the Trader Joe's in, Indian packets, <laughs> space packets. Yeah, the Trader Joe's in, space Indian food. That's a good question. Do you think hospice nurses develop the ability to sense death after a while? Hmm. That's. I mean, is it the same way that a short order cook knows when the eggs are done, <laughs> or knows when a steak is medium rare and it's he supposed to be? be? He's been around it, just been doing it so long. Like he can look at it and know, all right, that one's done. Well, I wonder if that also, but I would, I would also put it to this point. Although I'm also going to disprove my own point, is that what people willing to be in that line of work? I'm guessing are supremely more compassionate than uh, the rest of us clowns. Outside of some weird stories I was reading the other day about, like, I did some, like, nurse in Germany or somebody who just got convicted for killing a bunch of people. But, like, any job is going to attract psychos. I mean, you're going to have the one out of however many hundreds of preschool teachers who's a pedophile. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't discredit the fact that there's a lot of people willing to put up with fucking children for a living. Yeah. Where if you're going to be a hospice nurse, like you're willing to, like that's your job is to be there and, and hopefully make people's transition into the next realm, yeah, easier. Yeah, and hats off to the that, those people. Uh, yeah, Good Lord, very what much a so. tough gig. I I wonder. I wonder if there's a. I mean, outside of anybody going, that person doesn't look good, and they're also elderly. We've heard about uh, they, there's been stories about cats. Some of these hospice places will, or, or hospitals will have cats wandering the halls, and I've seen stories to where like oh, cats right. can sniff it out, and they'll go and climb on the lap or the bed of, some, you know, be real affectionate to somebody who's you know two hours away from death. <clears throat> Is that a thing that like maybe cats also? The predatory animals and can like under, like a vulture know if something's wounded. Yeah, I mean you think it's nice because it's a cat, but it's a cat going, uh, you know, going after the soft bits once this thing's out. Hmm. I mean that's, that's a terrible way to think about it. That is it. terrible. I mean, it's nice, like oh a cat. Oh, what a, nobody's been like oh what a nice friendly cat. Cats yeah. always want something with their gestures. Yeah, like oh it's rubbing on my leg. Yeah, it's putting its scent on you. It's uh-huh. marking you. Yeah, same way it's rubbing on the. Edge of the couch. Yeah, I don't know. That's I'm thinking that, <clears throat> but solid question, solid mm-hmm. scary yeah. question to think yeah. about. If they can't, too, and then the like, cool what? Ooh, uh, Gregor's at slash intercept. What is it about fluoride in water that is conspiracy related? Just think. It, well, was that in the Patreon? But we're talking about uh, that? No, that was a regular episode. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, man, listen. Yeah, yeah, we just, yeah we've already talked about that. Um, boy, here's a good one. <laughs> Let me do a quick one real quick. Uh, yeah. Sam, Samuel Yates, Bo Jangles question. Cinnabo biscuit or Bo Berry biscuit? Uh, neither. Cheddar Bo biscuit. I mean, yeah, I'll eat anything at Bo Jangles, but Cheddar Bo is the preferred. Uh, between those two, though, I would go Bo Berry as opposed to Cinnabo. That's funny, too. To have hard opinions on questions like that. Um, do you, dude, at at, uh, at uh, Christmas time, do they mm-hmm. sing uh, Bojangle Bells? 
I think so. They really do? No. But no? That, that's, that's cute. That's good. You're proud of that one. We can do cute jokes. You're proud of that one. Uh, bathtub eggnog. That's a great handle. Bathtub eggnog. Just leave that. <laughs> he says, uh, this is a good question. I'm curious what junior high was like for each of you guys. Oh, you that both- wasn't a question? Would you drink? Would you drink oh, no, no. That was his name. That was his name. <laughs> that's a Christmas-related uh, question. Uh, you both talked about childhood a lot, but you haven't really addressed junior high specifically. I asked because my experience was horrific, yet it was a source of pride that I came out with my soul intact. Man, junior high was nuts for me because I haven't talked about this and I'll try to make it brief, but like I moved I moved into a more rural area between 6th and 7th grade. S- elementary school was kind of a standard suburb area. We moved an hour north into like the sticks of North Georgia and uh when I started 7th grade, so not only was I in a different like kind of uh, demographic, but also everybody was right at that age. You know, sixth, seventh grade is right when you start to kind of enter puberty. Yeah. So it was just chaos, just shitty, mean, redneck little fuckers just talking about dicks and balls and buttholes. <laughs> and I told this story the very first day of junior high. I don't know anybody. Brand new school. I don't know anyone. First day, we're sitting in assembly. Everybody just going to the gym and shut the fuck up for 20 minutes until the <laughs> bell rings. Not, we didn't even get to play basketball or anything. Just got to sit in the gym and the bleachers. Everybody's just, you know, loud and fucking off. This big old redneck boy right next to me just goes, Hey, you say dirty words. <laughs> I was like, What? <laughs> you say dirty words. Uh, yeah, I guess. And then he just told me a terrible joke. Oh, yeah, I remember you trying to do that. Yeah. But, yeah, and just – oh, and that too, um, for some reason – it was like going to prison because for some reason in elementary school, everybody was – Because they entered showers into it. Yeah. Everybody was – that's part of it, yeah. That had very prison feel. Yes. Oh, God. So vulnerable. Yeah, locker rooms. One of the most vulnerable ages. Man. But in elementary school, at least where I went, it was – everybody was pretty civil. You know, I don't remember a lot of fights – but seventh and eighth grade, it was like going like there were fights every day, and it was just a way of life. Yeah. And I got into twenty fights in two years, really? and I wasn't a bully. Like I didn't, I never started fights, but just it was it was like prison in the sense that you eyeballing me, you yeah. got a problem with me. Three seconds later, we're on the ground trying to punch each other. Were you were you like a big like like a comparable sized junior high school kid? No, I was. I'm a I was, little guy now, so yeah. I was a little guy. It's not like I sprouted and then everybody passed me up. No, I was a very average size then, yeah. and uh, but I was also just scrappy, and I was like, all right, I'll fight you. But like, I just remember just thinking like the transition between sixth grade and seventh grade, like, wow, this like. I gotta watch my back. Like shit is going down at Teasley Middle School. It did that. I think that that was similar for me. Whereas I took the prison, like, all right, man, just keep quiet. Cause mm-hmm. I'd say some smart mouth shit, you know. Like again, been watching a lot of comedy. Yeah, I'd say some smart mouth shit, and then I was like, oh, and I'm about to get my ass kicked. All right, well, let's keep the smart mouth shit from behind these idiots' backs. Yeah. I don't have to prove anything to them. I just want—I don't want to take them down as much as I want to make my friends laugh. So I'll just say it when they're not listening. Yeah, that's when—that's when it's fun. I'll say it at the lunch table. <laughs> I don't need to say it to his face. I'm not going to win a fight. So why? What's the point? <clears throat> we had some fucking real, real, uh, real just uh, just goblins. Yeah, kids like the one kid that 
Oh, shit. The one kid got... I think it was in tattoo. I don't know if it was a rumor. We had the Italian Playboys, which was like this made-up gang of all the Italian kids. Like, we're in a gang now. As soon as Goodfellas came out... Oh, God. Goodfellas came out in, like... What year was that? 90. Okay, you know. So, mm-hmm. 90. I was in junior high. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it came out, every Italian kid, all of a sudden, like, learned three Italian words... And you just have to hear at lunch table, like, Joey, Spet, hold on a second. Let's hear it out, okay? Like, all of a sudden, they're all fucking gangsters. They're having sit-downs. Oh, they're all having sit-downs. And the one kid went out and got the Italian flag tattooed no. on his ankle. But he got the colors backwards, so it was the Mexican flag, <laughs> which was their, their fucking mortal enemy. We're the Mexicans. Whoa. And this kid accidentally got a Mexican flag tattooed him on junior high. Fucking and, idiot. And later in high school, that kid uh, swung a bat in a car. I was in my, well, there was a big like period in high school where we were just getting car chases. Huh. And uh, so we rolled up next to him, gave him a stink eye, and peeled out. Except peeling out were my cousin's. That was weird wedge Subarus that came out. It was like one of the worst, poor, most poorly designed cars ever. I don't remember those. They caught up. They were swinging bats at us and everything. We were chicken shit. Like, fuck this, man. Like, we, we just thought we were, like, getting a car chase and stuff. Like, yeah. They want to kill us. And a lot of those guys did. Like, yeah. well, not a lot, but the one guy of that crew, like, kicked the shit out of somebody. He was a quarterback in the football team, and... Homecoming weekend, prom weekend, he kicked the shit out of some guy. He died. Another one beat somebody. Like, a lot of them died. Jeez. A lot of them, much like book, much like Goodfellas, guys. Good job. A lot of you died doing stupid shit. Uh, Chris Myers. Oh, my buddy Chris. Chris Myers, Omaha. Chris, I don't know what you're up to. I don't know if you got a restaurant in Omaha yet, but you should because you're a great cook, and we would plug it. Thoughts on Big Pork's influence and the mysteriousness behind McRib's sudden appearance disappearances, and why is it year-round in Germany? Shit, is that real? Ugh, fuck the McRib. Well, all right. Ugh. Fuck the brakes a little Fucking bit piece of shit. Yeah, but... Just fucking garbage. I get but, the novelty of it. You know what people like about the McRib? You know what they like about the McRib? It goes away. They like the sauce. McDonald's has a, a tasty barbecue sauce. Just get a fucking hamburger and spread the sauce on there. The fucking... Ugh. I mean, not that the beef is any better, but that McRib is a fucking piece of shit. Randy Leakey and I, we found out you could order anything you wanted on a McRib. We went and had a McRib off at McDonald's. And I was getting, oh, I was getting like mushrooms and cheese on it and all kinds of stuff. I think I ate, did I eat four and he ate seven? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, we did not feel good. He's the same guy. He barfed in the parking lot of a Sizzler because it's all you can eat salad bar. I gotta hang out with Randy. Randy, yeah, Randy'll party with you. I saw him the other day. He lives in uh, the girlfriend's building. Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. Randy'll take you up on that meatball challenge you have with the the other fellow out there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't. What, I've heard rumors that it's like based around pork. I think. I think that maybe they realize it only sells. It's the, like we're talking like the Disney items or something. Mm-hmm. It's a limited release. Mm-hmm. That's how they can push it. If that thing's sitting on the menu item, people are going to be like, this is gross. Nobody wants it. Yeah, it is gross. But you accept it when it's a limited time only. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I think that's what it is. what the folklore about around it with the mm-hmm. Simpsons doing it, 
They had an episode. Oh, did they? Yeah, Homer was following whatever crusty sandwiches around like the Grateful Dead. <laughs> that's an old one, yeah. That's I don't remember that one. And why is it you're around in Germany? Germany's fucking weird. I yeah. mean, that's straight up. Mm-hmm. That's a weird place. Also, I still like, I, this is very, sounds stupid, but to go into like a McDonald's when you're traveling abroad just to see, like, I'm in Korea, like, oh, bulgogi burger at Korean McDonald's. Like, I, I don't know if I want to. It's just nice to see, like, that's what, cool. what do you got coming around these parts? We ate at McDonald's every night at 5 a.m. in Montreal. Oh, yeah. That's where you met your lady. I met, oh, I do. Oh, do you remember that? I do remember yeah. that. We were you, Ian Carmel. We're standing in line at 5 a.m. We went there every night. Just, yeah, it was just for last festival in Montreal, and it was the only place that was open that you could get food. Yep, and this lady, this girl was standing behind us, and we all like, you know, oh, who's this Who's this cute gal? Yeah. And then uh, she sat down with us. and Because uh, she was feeling ashamed because she was going to get dessert by herself. Mm-hmm. Come on over here and eat by yourself. That's us. That's your missus. I, I feel privileged that I was I was in on the origin yeah, story. It was. I remember I had a meeting at uh, her place of work. I don't have to totally reveal a bunch mm-hmm. of details about her, except that she vouches for mermaids giving killer beegers. Mm-hmm. They, they, they have an older breath. Um, and then I, I remember be, having to take a meeting at the where I was like, I saw her there. I was like, oh man, I'm glad I didn't hit on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Montreal, this would be real weird now. Yeah. But lo and behold, yeah. small world. Look where we are. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, so, all right, you know, I can't hate McDonald's too much because mm-hmm. it, it brought that into my life and the McRib. So, all right. Uh, you trying to land this plane? What are we, how are we doing on time? I mean, we're at one sixteen. This is a pretty hefty Christmas, but I'm trying to make up for the time we've bullshitted around. I'm, I got nowhere to be. Bleached out, G-rated. Here, Sean of the Deadite. My wait, what are you saying? What's the problem? I'm trying to for people who are skipping through your Walton family Christmas shit. Uh huh. They've only got 40 minutes of an episode. Oh, I understand. <clears throat> gotcha. What was it that gave you the drives from Chainsaw Cat 19? Why don't you wait until after Christmas to play that? It's boring to listen to. Well, now, Christmas ain't no time to lock a man up that drafty old jail of yours. Stop. The, the sheriff guy, he caught up with the uh, Robin Hood bandit. Don't care. He caught don't up with the Robin Hood bandit, and he's going to confiscate his whole car full of turkeys and hams. I'm going to go report that on YouTube for copyright infringement so you can't No, you better not. You better not. People need to watch The Walton's Homecoming on YouTube. Need is the wrong word. <clears throat> Avoid. I got some clues. I got some clues. Ugh. I'll end the episode right now. I'll turn this episode right, right around, Dave. I'll stop this car right now. What was it that gave Chainsaw Cat 19 says, What was it that gave you the drive? Well, that's the, the strong word. Drive to do some deep dives. Two more strong, more strong words for what we're doing here, Chainsaw Cat. Gave you the drive to, to do some deep dives into the world of the paranormal and conspiracy theories. I would say it's easy. We're straight white guys and our life isn't that bad. That's when you can think about this stuff. When you don't have real problems. Except for you, Dave. You've got real problems. Uh, I'm just basking in my white privilege. (laughs) As I spit my toothpaste spatter into my Carl's Jr. bag. They're not shooting directly into your car when they're (laughs) 
probing for crims. For crims? Perps? Yeah. I don't call them crims. I think so. Oh, I don't know, man. The, the the curiosity, we've discussed this in earlier episodes, but I, I for me it's the curiosity that doesn't have to do with how uh, kind of awful the current state of the world is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could spend my time thinking about politics, and that would be upsetting. Ugh. I could spend my time thinking about foreign foreign affairs. That would be upsetting. Environmental issues, that would be upsetting too. Yeah. So maybe it's an avoidance of... Uh, Real-world problems, just like the pursuit of stand-up comedy has been. Well, to me, it's just, you know, I just absolutely love the unknown. I just love, well, Uh that's maybe why I'm dumb, but uh, I just love, I like not knowing stuff, Kyle. But, uh, you know, I I just like that maybe there's more than than meets the eye in this this earth. Yeah. And that's why I don't go so much conspiracy, like it's a cover-up and be afraid of it. I go more like ghosts could be real, and these stories are fascinating. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't like going further into the fear-based. Everybody's lying to you because mm-hmm. that seems like a, just a shitty way to live. You could just read about the truth if you want to feel that way. Yeah, you could just you could just read about politics every day and get pissed that mm-hmm. what elected officials are doing, getting paid by your tax dollars. Yeah. That, why why do you need a conspiracy? The conspiracy's right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, Politicians it's, are a bunch of corrupt fuckbags that we're paying. Mm-hmm. That's upsetting to say. Yeah. So I'd rather be like, yeah, maybe aliens. I'd rather riff about that because I don't know enough about sports. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it, it provides the same outlet as sports, except there's no uh, – I guess you can't gamble on it. That's what I got. Hmm. No. What do you think? Nah, I just, I just want to see Bigfoot, man. Yeah. I just want to see Bigfoot, dude. Yeah. Park closer to the park. Like, like I knew you. I knew. I believed in maybe, you, dude. Maybe it'll be a Christmas miracle, Dave. God, that would be great. Maybe Bigfoot would come right by your van. Oh man, that would be so great. His Christmas present would just be him, like when a sexy lady just wears a bow. It mm-hmm. would just be him, like Dave. We just have a long embrace. That's all you need. Maybe mm-hmm. he'll watch that bullshit movie with you. Maybe so. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, that's it. Yeah. Uh, should we should we do comic of the week or recipe or something? It's, a, it's our, you, it's our, it's our Christmas episode, it Kyle. Come How on. much do we have Come to give? On. Let's do a quick recipe. All right. Let's, yeah, let let us. Not necessarily uh, Christmas. Yeah, it could be Christmassy. Um, everybody gets so caught up in in the meal and in, in the dinner and the whatnot with uh, with Christmas. Um, but uh, you know, what? part of my favorite part about the holidays when I'm when I'm home with the family and everybody. There's all the focus on. Uh, on the big meal. Don't forget about uh, you know the the day before, the day after breakfast. I'm a, I'm okay. a big breakfast fan, and I got a lot of requests for this recipe. Um, so I figured, what the hell? I, I think maybe I gave a modified version of this one time, but uh, let's let's do a refresher course. Um, biscuits and gravy. All right. Now we all know my biscuit recipe is too long to talk about here. It's out there. It's out there. If you, if you want it, uh, you know, holler at me. Or you can just buy my my little e-cookbook, but I, I won't plug that again. But uh, 
or you know whatever whatever biscuit you want, but some nice sausage gravy. Oh, so, now sausage gravy, you know, uh, white like a white breakfast sausage gravy. Oh boy, good times. All right, get your pound of pork sausage, three cups whole milk, third of a cup all-purpose flour. About uh, two or three tablespoons of black pepper and a teaspoon of salt. That's all you need. Sausage, milk, flour, pepper, salt. In a skillet, preferably cast iron. Cook that sausage over medium heat, about 10 minutes. Mash that shit up with a nice wooden spoon or wooden spatula. I, I like the wooden spatula, the wooden spoon. Those things are sturdy. You can really, Especially with the cast iron skillet, you can really just beat the shit out of that stuff. So cook, cook that sausage up. With a slotted spoon now, you want to scoop up all that sausage and set it aside. With a slotted spoon, that's slotted so the grease uh, falls out and stays in the pan. So we want to remove the sausage but keep the grease, all right? We'll get back to that sausage. Put it on a plate, uh, preferably a plate with a paper paper towel uh, so it'll kind of soak up some of the residual stuff. Then we got a hot skillet full of sausage grease. We're going to slowly whisk in that uh, third of a cup of all-purpose flour. Don't just dump the whole thing in there. You want to kind of... Just kind of shake it in there, and at the simultaneously with the other hand, you want to use that skillet and and, uh, slowly whisk that in. Also, you want to throw in the milk slowly with the flour whisk, and then once the flour is done, slowly whisk in the milk. Uh, Once the flour and milk is in there, it's thoroughly combined. Throw the sausage back into the pan. Mix all that shit up. Throw in your salt and your pepper. Simmer that on low heat for about five minutes, stirring it the whole time. And then, uh, you know, if it's too thick, add a little more gravy if it's too thin add a little more flour so you can adjust it at the very end to get that consistency and that thickness that you want uh, too thin add some flour too thick add some milk that is a nice basic simple sausage gravy recipe boom put it on your loved ones put it on your loved ones do we add on, i don't know do we have a comic of the week? i didn't prepare a comic of the week this week no it's christmas should i make the the announcement what? This is a Christmas gift. This this episode. That no, you don't you don't make the announcement. I, I feel like we oh, owe it to. Taking a couple weeks. Yeah. What, yeah. what did you think I was going to say? Yeah. The announcement. Uh, say say. We've been working hard. This. Yeah. We, we you can hear it in our voices. We punched the clock. Sure do. We've. What are this? Is probably episode seventy, seventy one, something like this. You're on the road. I'm on the roads. Holidays. I'm in Hawaii right now. We're gonna take a couple. Working hard. We're gonna take a couple weeks off, guys. I'm so sorry. It's the end of the year. Everybody else does it. So it's our last episode of the year. Uh, we'll be back uh, January 9th with a with a with a new year and a new optimism and a new outlook. Till then, we're gonna take uh, two weeks off. So everybody have a great holiday and just have fun. Be safe. You know, we're gonna unwind. Happy all the holidays. Happy New Year. Yeah, whatever, whatever, you, whatever. From you're, all of us here mm-hmm. at Boogie Monster. Absolutely. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you guys what, January 9th. So yeah, it's been fun. I hope you have a great holiday, Kyle. I hope I hope Bigfoot pays you a Christmas visit. Oh man, so do I. So do I. I hope you get like a. I hope you get. I'll stop. Now, like Miss Mamie Baldwin's fourth cousins, we're apt to sample the recipe. And then gather around the piano and hug each other while we sing the old song. What the fuck? For no matter the time or distance, we're united in the memory of that Christmas Eve. More than 30 years and 3,000 miles away, I can still hear those sweet voices. That's how they close every episode. Oh. Good night, John Boy. Good night, Maggie. Good night, Daddy. Good night, Mama.
Good night, Mary. Good night, Kyle. That's a, all child molesters in that house. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. We'll see you next year. Bojangle balls. Shit, I fucked it up. No! The Boogie Monster.